0: Hey everyone. Welcome to the front porch. This month, we're going to talk to Melanie Kay in the UK office. Uh, we learned about her love of leopard print. We learned about her journey to becoming a point of rental, uh, employee, a pointer, if you will, it seems like she had quite a good time running around London in her earlier days. By the way, if you're listening to this, as it comes out towards the end of March, you have a day or two to register for the international conference at a much reduced rate, the early bird rate, that's going to save you like $185 over the regular rate, and if if you wait a couple days, it's going to cost $115 more than the early bird rate. So if you can register before the end of March, it will save you a lot of money and the International Conference is a good time. You learn a lot about the software, you get to hang out with a couple hundred of your friends in the rental industry, and yeah, it's just a good time. Speaking of a good time, we had a good time with Melanie, so let's listen to that interview. Welcome to the Front Porch with Brian Beaudry. First of all, I'd like to welcome today's guest, a project coordinator over in our UK office, Melanie Kay. Mel, welcome to the front porch.
1: Hello, thank you.
0: Okay, so let's start off with some of the basics. Uh, Who are you? Where are you from? And what is your favorite type of tea?
1: Right, Um, so I'm Melanie and I live in Reading, work in Reading, Um, originally from Essex. So I don't know if any of you you have heard of, uh, what an Essex girl is like, but I'm not like that.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: They say a, uh, an Essex girl used to have, um, wear white stiletto shoes and dance around the handbags. Mm. Um, and yeah, I did have some white stiletto shoes.
0: <laughs> so there's the time when you were, but you're not, no. yeah. Okay. Well, is that, did you stop when you moved to Reading or did you move to Reading later?
1: No, I moved to Reading later. So okay. that was in my younger days. But um I moved to Reading because the company I was working for at the time uh relocated to Reading and it seemed like a good opportunity to sort of venture out a little bit and move away from Essex. You yeah. so know, all my all my family are still there. So I go I do go back and see them. It's about an hour and a half away, so it's not too far.
0: I think that's a good, good distance to be from like family. That way it's like, it's close enough that you can visit, but it's far enough that you can always have an excuse if you, uh, if you don't want to.
1: Exactly. They can't just pop in.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. So we didn't get to what's your favorite type of tea.
1: Um, I don't actually drink tea.
0: Wow. Are you sure that you're English?
1: I know. So I used to drink tea um and then when i was um pregnant with my second son i i went off tea i was i was quite poorly when i was pregnant and i couldn't bear the smell of tea the taste of it i I didn't drink it and then when i had my son i thought i'm going to try tea again and see, because I used to really enjoy a cup of tea, yeah. um, and I've I couldn't, and I haven't. My son is twenty five now, and I haven't drunk it for twenty five years.
0: Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's that's weird. My mom had a, a similar thing, but like in reverse with me, where she never liked watermelon for her whole life, and then when she was pregnant with me, uh, she just craved watermelon. And really she, now. I really like watermelon. She, she really likes watermelon. So I guess like maybe I forced it on her from like within the womb.
1: Oh, so yeah, so I drink coffee.
0: Okay. Do you have a preferred type of coffee?
1: Um, I like sort of like a golden roast coffee. I don't like it too strong where it, I can't drink espresso or anything. But just, yeah, a nice sort of golden roasted coffee is, is good for me.
0: All right. Okay, let's get let's get into some some job history. So, what did you want to be when you were a kid? Whenever you remember having an answer for the question, what do you want to be when you grow up?
1: Um, I didn't really have any sort of clear idea of what I wanted to be. I sort of went through phases where I quite liked the idea of being a hairdresser, and I did get um, a Saturday job in a hairdresser's, and then that put me off wanting to be a hairdresser um I just didn't like touching people's hair I was washing people's hair and it was like no this isn't for me yeah um I also I used to um, my dad was a market trader um and to earn a little bit of extra money I'd go and help my dad um but I sort of thought oh is that a, a good trade to be in but it's it's a hard trade um and so I sort of gave that a miss as well and then I thought my mum sort of encouraged me to sort of be an office worker because it was you know it was stable it was nine to five Monday to Friday um you know you got a regular salary um
0: you don't have to deal with the weather so much
1: no exactly Um, and so that's what I sort of pursued in the end doing sort of, you know, sort of secretarial work and it sort of seemed to be, um, you know, the thing to be going into at the time. So, yeah, so I didn't have any real ambitions when I was younger, but just sort of followed that path really.
0: (laughs) I think that's good. I mean, it's, I, I feel like youth is for exploring and figuring out, like, what you actually want to do. So it's good that you went and down these different paths and we're like, nope, not this one. Nope, not this one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: well that's cool. Um, so have you been doing like secretary office admin type work for the whole time? And I, I'm sure you have cool stories. I think the secretaries are supposed to know everything about
1: <laughs> I um yes, I worked I started work in an office when I was only 16 um, and um, I was I was a typist. I worked in a typing pool where there was, you know, you sat in rows. It was very old fashioned, um, but it, it was good. I worked in London. I worked near the Tower of London. So it was a good um, I quite and I quite liked the commuting at the time. And after a couple of years, I got fed up with that and I thought, oh, I'll try and get a job locally. Um, And um, I worked locally for about a year and then got fed up with that (laughs) because it was, it, it didn't have the buzz that London had, Um, you know, so then I went back into London and um, yeah, sort of stayed there for for quite a while but i sort of worked my way up um from sort of a typist to a sort of deputy type manager um and then running an office so it it was yeah i sort of worked my way up and and of course it was you know we had i I am quite old we did have old-fashioned typewriters we didn't have all these pcs at the time um so I've really seen technology come on. Um so yeah, it's been good. It's been really good.
0: Yeah, I was going to say when you say typist, I w- I was picturing uh typewriters and like actually typing. Yeah. So <laughs> like yeah, I can't even really imagine what what are you typing all day? Are you just like I I see these rows of people and it's like what are they all typing?
1: Well, I used to type um we used to type policies because i worked for an insurance company and so we would print out policies i mean nowadays it's just it's all on you just print it out it, it's all there you just fill in a person's name whereas yeah. we used to have to type the whole thing oh gosh um i know and you weren't allowed to make mistakes and if you did you had to start again
0: now i understand why there are whole rows of them because yeah that's a lot of paperwork
1: it was it was do they
0: have you so i I remember like signing documents to to buy a house or whatever, and it was just like a a inch half inch thick uh just ton of documents. do you guys each like focus on an individual page of that document or do are you each doing all like ninety pages or whatever?
1: yeah, you tended to they were they weren't that many pages, you'd maybe get. Um, a page that was um you know like a document that was four or five pages long, but you did that whole document,
0: okay, yeah, so- I feel like now that it's been automated, people are like, we can make these documents much longer now, it's like no, no one wants to read that still,
1: <laughs> that's it, you just skip it, skip yeah. all of that rubbish <laughs> awesome.
0: okay so you you were working you you did all these different jobs, you were working in London, um how how'd you end up coming to point of rental
1: um to point of rental i um so i was working um i went so when i first came to reading i worked for an insurance company um and i i left there eventually to have my children and um and so i was i sort of did jobs that fitted in around my children and um but how i came to work at point of rental was i was doing a part-time job um that unfortunately i wanted to do some full-time work and unfortunately they weren't able to give me the hours that i wanted um and i know you know joan mckinley Mm -hmm. very well and she's a very good friend of mine we'd been friends for a long time and um i sort of in a jokey kind of way i said to her oh you haven't got any jobs going where you're working have you so i said oh you know just want to do anything and um she sort of said to me well funny enough we do (laughs) um so she said i'll put your name forward and see if you can get um, an interview. And so um, she had a word with Kelly and Kelly called me in. We just had an informal chat and um, and then I was offered the job. So and I was I I remember the day I was actually getting my hair cut when Kelly rang me and um, and I was sat in the hairdressers and uh, she said oh i'd just like to tell you that so i i had the, i got offered the job as a receptionist mm-hmm. and um and i just cried i was so so happy that you know she sort of had faith in me that you know i was going to do a good job and yeah so i was really really pleased really happy yeah it's nice joy <laughs>
0: good let's hope that there are always uh tears of joy <laughs> Um, I, I do like that it kind of brought everything full circle it's like I started out you know wanted to be a hairdresser and then I got this job uh, while at a hairdresser it's pretty nice
1: exactly, yes yeah well <laughs>
0: cool. I, I like that apparently Jones Jones say they're like you know what, we can just do an informal interview we don't have to go through this whole yeah elaborate process if Jones says she's good she must be good
1: yeah yeah that's what i i liked and it you know it's um it was good I, I was pleased with that i was just just being me and i thought well if 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 they didn't like me they wouldn't like me for the job
0: <laughs> yeah i think that's a good policy for interviewing is just be who you are
1: exactly yeah
0: it gets really exhausting trying to <laughs> act for years and years,
1: can't you can't you can't yeah. act all that all, for that long? <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. So so what are you doing here at Point of Rental now? What is a project coordinator?
1: Right. So as I said, I started off as a receptionist, and um, and then we um, I got offered a sales admin job, and I did that, and then I did that for quite a while, a few months, and then obviously we went into lockdown. And uh, so from there, when when we did come back into the office, I was put back in the reception area and I stayed there for quite a while. And then um, over just over a year ago, Mark sort of said, oh, I need to speak to you about a job that maybe I think you'll be good in. And I just want to know if you're interested. So it was very informal because we were in the pub. (laughs) and um and he said i've got this job role and i think you're suited would you um be interested and it was a project coordinator and um yeah i it's doing so my job role is i do quotes that um for any training that uh customers require whether it's online or on-site training and I send out the quotes for that. I also send out quotes for system upgrades, uh server migrations, if people want custom work done. Um so I'm the point of contact to send these quotes out, then I have to chase the customer up. Um if they, you know, they sort of sit on the quote for ages, I have to sort of keep chasing them up on that. Um, if somebody um With the training i now have taken on the role of following it up and book the training in with the trainer um and so yeah i see i see the process from the beginning to the end which is really good um and yeah i enjoy it i'm kept busy
0: good do do you also do the stuff with the consulting as well or is that is that included in training okay
1: yes so i forgot yeah i do consultancy quotes as well whether that's again we do, um, you know, online ones or, or on-site quotes for that. So, yeah, I do that too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like uh, they have you coordinating quite a lot of things. <laughs>
1: they do, yes.
0: <laughs> Good. So, so what, what's your favorite part been about your current role? Like, obviously, it was, a, it was a thing where you had to have interest in it. So what do you like about coordinating projects?
1: I like the fact that I'm now part of a team. I, I'm i under the implementation team now. Um, whereas before being on reception, it was only me and I, I just sort of reported to Mark. So, you know, people have, um, you know, some teams have these sort of team building days. Well, it was only me to team build with. So now I'm part of a team, and I get included in things, and I, I, really, I really enjoy that part of it.
0: I think what we do over here for, for uh, reception or executive assistance is they just go to all of the team-building
1: things. Oh, see that? I never got invited. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: That
1: sounds good.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, so before we get into your non-professional life, I want to play a game with you, okay or not Okay. Uh, if you agree with the statement or it's true, say K. Uh, if you disagree with it or if it's not true, say not okay. And then I'm going to need a reason for your answer. So, yeah. so first of all, K or not okay? Talking to inanimate objects is normal. Okay. Hey. What, what, what uh, inanimate object do you talk to the most?
1: It's not really an object. I, I sometimes just talk, uh, talk talk to myself um i sometimes say things out loud and i just think sometimes when you say something out loud it sort of registers a little bit more um so i think that yeah it's not like i talk to i don't talk to the wall <laughs> yeah. but yeah so i think it's okay okay okay
0: good i i'm, I'm glad you agree because i i talk to things as well. <laughs> sometimes i'll talk to a wall like if i accidentally like walk into it when I'm not paying attention or something, I'll, I'll sometimes apologize to it. <laughs> um, okay, K or not okay, if you could find out how you were going to die, you would want to know. This is not a threat. It's just a question, I promise. Um, K, okay. I think I would like
1: to know, but then I'd, I think if I did know, I'd be trying to avoid, avoid it. So maybe it's not okay.
0: Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how this works hypothetically, because like, if you find out that you're going to die in in several years, do you just start doing like all these crazy risky things? Because is it possible to change that date? I don't, I don't know.
1: No, I know. I don't know. That's...
0: <laughs> not that you want to, if you're gonna.
1: No. <laughs> um,
0: okay, okay or not okay. Have you ever cheated at a board game? Okay. <laughs> What's the board game you're cheating at?
1: Um, oh gosh, there was a game. Um oh when I was younger, um Monopoly.
0: Mm, is this is this white heals you that's uh
1: No <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I'd I'd sort of take a little bit more of the, the money that was in the in the bank mm-hmm. or um try and steal a house out of the little box and put it on my my property so yeah
0: i think that's i think that's in the spirit of monopoly i think it's still okay monopoly is kind of a mean-spirited game of just like acquire everything so no one else can have anything
1: that's it and don't take it too seriously
0: okay okay kate or not okay you prefer working from home to working at the office um
1: I'm going to say K okay and not OK, because I li- I quite like doing both. So I'm working from home today, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I like working from home from the point of view. It's quiet and I can, if I've got a lot to concentrate on, I just get on with it. But then I like going into the office as well because I like seeing people. I like the social side of it. I like the fact that if I need to speak to somebody, I can and hopefully they're in the office, it's easier to get up and walk over and speak to that person than it is to send them a work chat. Then you might not hear from them for an hour because they're busy or, you know, so it's I I like I like the, the balance of both.
0: Yeah.
1: So and in this job role, I can do that. Whereas obviously when I was on reception, I had to be in the office.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't work very well to have a remote receptionist. I guess we could have set up like a computer at the front desk and you're just, but then you'd have to always be on that. That seems worse. Of course. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So no, it's um, doing the job I do now. I, I sort of, I tend to go in, like I try to do like three days in the office and two days at home. So, um, so it works quite well.
0: That's a good balance. Okay. K or not okay. Uh, you sing in the shower.
1: Not okay.
0: Not okay. Okay.
1: Doesn't sound good.
0: I, I always want to try to it it's you you're on to me. It is a trap to try to get you to sing for this this podcast. It's it's not actually about the the shower question. <laughs> want to help us change the world? Point the way is Point of Rental's employee led community giving program. We provide volunteer opportunities as a team to help improve our communities throughout the world. If you're a Pointer, you can find out more about how we're helping this quarter, suggest ideas for the future, and connect with us on our internal Point the Way Workplace page. If you're not, you can still see what we're doing by following us on social media. We're in the business of making better lives. Okay, so as you mentioned, you're you're friends with Joan, and I did talk to Joan a couple months ago on this podcast so uh jones says you met a lot of celebrities during your time in london i know from occasionally catching some shows from over in the uk that celebrities in one place aren't necessarily celebrities in another so i'm going to apologize up front if uh i don't know who you're talking about here um and i'm really just bad at getting enthusiastic because i i'm like okay so let's get the information everyone wants to know though so who's the most famous person you've met
1: oh gosh um the most famous person I would well, there's a couple of people. You most probably, I don't know if you would know.
0: You can make a top five list if you want. I mean, that's, it,
1: that's okay. I went to a uh, a pro celebrity golf match years ago, and Mickey Rooney, the okay. um, a film star, he was there, and I met him.
0: Were you playing golf at this tournament, or,
1: or? no, 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 no <laughs> spectator? Okay. Uh, so and I met quite a lot of celebrities then. Um, but yeah. was
0: he nice or was he a jerk?
1: He was really nice. He okay, good. Nice. Most of the, I would say that most of the celebrities I've met have been really nice. Um, well, going to see some shows, I do. I'm a bit of a I like I get a bit starstruck, and I do like to sort of if I can go to the stage door and wait. For them to come out and just to sort of see them. And nine times out of ten, they're really friendly and um yeah they're they're really nice. Um I've seen there's a guy I don't know if you I don't know see this is a thing of being in the US have you heard of Peter Andre?
0: I have not who's Peter Andre?
1: Oh right. So Peter Andre, he is um he's a singer, he's um singer, entertainer. Um and he he's an australian
0: oh okay see our our australian listeners will will definitely know who he is
1: he's um originally from australia but he now lives in the uk um and yeah i like him and i have met him a few times some people say that i was stalking him but i wasn't (laughs) He.
0: thank you for setting that straight
1: (laughs) he had uh there was like um he was he had a cd and he was promoting his cd and um i went to where he was promoting it and selling it and i met him there and he was really really lovely really nice um he sort of yeah he he was really nice and then about a year later he was promoting um some perfume that he was selling um one of uh, promoting and um and he actually recognised me because he said, "Oh my God, I remember you. You're the lady with the lovely curly hair." And so that was that was a really nice touch. He just seemed really genuine, and yeah, I think you either love him or hate him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, it seems like you don't hate him, so you must be in the oh, other. No,
1: no, no, no. Yeah, no, I do like him. So, but it's 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 nice. I think that I I like to see. Some some of the celebrities, you know, when I've gone to see a show or whatever, Joan and I go to see quite a few shows, and it's nice because you sort of think if it wasn't for us buying their tickets to their shows, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be famous. So, you know, but it's nice when they're nice back.
0: Yeah. So so speaking of that, like, which one was the most like down to earth or nicest? Do you have like a good story, or was that the story?
1: Uh, yeah. Sorry, that was the story.
0: So. You just went and jumped ahead on my question list, Jeez. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> All right, who
0: was is, who is, who is like the biggest jerk then? Everyone likes a good uh, celebrity. This celebrity is such a jerk story.
1: Yeah, there was, um, oh, it was a comedian. I can't even remember his name. And I really, really liked this comedian. He was This was quite a few years ago. And he was really good on stage. He was, you know, I really liked him. And we went backstage and he was just so rude. You just think, why have you bothered even coming to say hello? Because he really couldn't be bothered. And yeah, he wasn't very, he was a real jerk. (laughs) Okay. Unfortunately, I can't remember his name.
0: That's Well, that's very nice of you to not remember his name. Or maybe it's just a case of like, hey, once someone's a a jerk, then it's like, "Mm, dead to me. Don't need to know who they are anymore.
1: Yeah, no.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, you know. I was kind of hoping that we would uh, we would call someone out and then they would get offended and try to get on our our podcast, but I guess I guess that won't happen.
1: I doubt it.
0: <laughs> I I am told that you're a bit of a foodie as well, so let's pretend I'm able to visit Reading in 2023. Where what are three restaurants I should visit while I'm there, and and why should I visit them?
1: Um, right. Well, my my son works in a pub. A nice English pub, and they do really, really good food there. So my son's a mixologist; Mm. he makes cocktails and barman. um, And he um, he did all of that in Australia. He was there for a year, so he's been back for a couple of years now. But he's a manager at this pub, and the food there is really, really good. And um, they do a typical English pie pie with mashed potatoes and vegetables and i would highly recommend that
0: okay well i do like i do like good pub food, so that sounds pretty good
1: yeah um i love i like chinese food and um there was there's a, a nice chinese restaurant it's actually in based in a casino um but it is full of chinese people and i would highly recommend that one and then i would send you to london (laughs) not reading you'd have to go to london for this but there's a restaurant that joan and i went to for our birthdays it's called la gavroche um and it's it's fine dining and it is it's a really wonderful experience um and so yeah i recommend that one
0: okay well, we'll we'll see if we get any of our our pointers that are in the UK over there, or any of our pointers that do get to visit the UK. Maybe they'll go too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you mentioned that you're working from home today. I need to ask uh, how many steps are you up to so far today? Not many. I was, gonna, I was gonna say I feel like if you're at home, it's it's a little tougher to to get there.
1: No, it's really tough when I'm at home. I um. You know and where i live it's it isn't that big um but um i did pop out sort of lunchtime, and because it the weather was quite nice today um and but yeah i haven't really done i haven't really done very many not yet anyway
0: well so how long have you been doing the the step counting thing because
1: um for over a year now um when the weather's really, really bad, it's it's quite difficult. I I try my hardest to do 10,000 steps a day. Yeah. Um, and um, I don't live too far from a lake. And I tend to walk around that, which is about, I think, sort of two, 3,000 steps to walk all the way around. And I do a couple of laps of there. Um, but obviously, weather permitting, it, it's a lot nicer when it's nice and sunny out.
0: Okay, so it doesn't sound like... How, how committed are you to these 10,000 steps? Is it a case where you've ever gone around and you've been like, I haven't been able to get outside. I'm going to wear a hole in this carpet or whatever.
1: Yeah, I have done that. I've, um, I've jogged on the spot. I've danced. I put music on and I dance around the front room when the weather's not good. <laughs> um, I must admit, I haven't. I haven't been as committed to doing the ten thousand for the last couple of months. Um, but I need to get back into it.
0: Okay, well, maybe this this is like past Joan getting reminding you to get back into the ten thousand steps by suggesting that question to me. <laughs> okay, I was told two things about you. You really like leopard print, which I see you're wearing today. and as you're you've kind of moved your hand around, i've I've seen another leopard print thing behind you. Um, you really like leopard print and that you love going to rewind festival each year, which sounds fun. Uh, are these two things related? Are you really just into Def Leopard, and you expanded out from there or how's this working? (laughs)
1: Um, right no, they're not connected at all. Okay. Um, I just, I do like leopard print. Um,
0: is that the, is that the Essex girl in you?
1: Most probably. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) They like leopard print. I don't know. I just like it. So I mean, at work, it it's crazy. My laptop bag is leopard print. I've got um, I've got leopard print boots. I've got a leopard print lunch bag. Um, I tell you, I've got a leopard print water bottle. Um, yeah, leopard print makeup bag, leopard print handbag, just everything. And if it's all out on the desk, it's just an array of leopard print.
0: Nice. So you just hypothetically you would blend in your desk would blend in like in a in a jungle scenario but probably in the office it doesn't blend in so well no
1: and rewind is um it's a music festival it's all sort of 80s 80s music um and uh yeah and i i tend to we dress up i so i go with a few friends and we tend to sort of dress up um in 80s outfits yeah. and as somebody once said to me um because it is it is quite multi-colored it's all fluorescent colors and I do have leopard print on I you know I wear leopard print as well and they said well when when it was the 80s did you ever go out looking like that and I went of course not <laughs> and it's like well why are you coming here looking like that but it's a it's a good weekend event I really enjoy it and it's it's not nice. I like seeing I like I'm a bit of a people watcher and yeah. I like seeing there's like hundreds of people there and I like seeing how everybody's people all dress up and it's good
0: fun. So so the 80s the 80s uh, dress up thing is a thing that basically everyone does there.
1: Yeah, yeah. They all, they all. A lot of people tend to dress up in whatever show was on at the time. If there was like Scooby Doo, a lot of people dress up as all the characters of Scooby Doo, um the Flintstones. It just anything that was on TV at that time or pop art. You know, like the uh, music artists. So yeah, it's Freddie Mercury. You get loads of them. It's it's good. As I said, it is good fun.
0: Yeah, it does sound like fun. Yeah, I wouldn't have figured you for a, a festival music festival goer, but uh maybe I have some different uh perceptions that I'll I'll need to change.
1: Yeah, no, I like I, I go to I go to Rewind and I also go to um there's another one called Saltasia because I, I do like soul music. Um and that is really good. But yeah, the, the only thing is is sort of because you get the real artists, they're not people, um sort of imitating them they're obviously all getting really really old now and so like a couple of people have to be helped on the stage (laughs) (laughs) because they can't walk or uh, yeah but their voices are still really really good okay Uh, it's good fun
0: i was gonna say that sounds like it changes the vibe a little bit when it's like okay we gotta wait for this person to get helped on stage (laughs) (laughs) okay what's something that you would like to talk about that i don't know about because i've not done a great job of stalking you in preparation for this interview
1: gosh you've done a good job
0: (laughs) all right well i I guess joan did a better job than than some other people have been (laughs) all right do you have any questions for me i like to give everyone a chance to ask at least one question since i'm asking you so many
1: okay um you, you do your welcome videos um, for new pointers. What is the longest, because normally they're about sort of three, four minutes. What is the longest one that you've had and did that cut go
0: out? So what I'll generally do is I'll, at the beginning, I was very strict about cutting it down, so I would try to make sure that it only ever went possibly five minutes and then I would always cut it down to three and a half or four for the audio release and then eventually, like it just takes so much time to edit. So mm-hmm. I got to the point there were there have been a couple that were definitely over ten minutes. I think one was like around fifteen, and it was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is really long. But also, like at least internally for video, it's like, eh, if if you're interested in watching it, I, I I felt like the person was interesting enough that it was like, all right, well, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to be a jerk and interrupt their answers, especially as, as their first experience with, with the thing at Pointer Rental. So Yeah.
1: And do, you, sorry, I'm going to ask you another, one. do you have a favorite or there's too many? Uh,
0: yeah, there's, there's too many. I don't, I don't remember any s- specific exact one. Sorry. I, I don't have a more interesting one there. I was tra- I'm really trying to think I wasn't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's. Now get to the five important questions because everything we've asked so far, uh, while maybe technically important, the real important ones are coming up. Five important questions. Five, important, five questions. important questions. Five important questions. Okay, first question. What would you say is your greatest success in life? Um,
1: I think uh, having my two boys. Um, proud of them and what they've achieved and yeah and they don't live with me anymore
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say that's 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 a fairly common one as long as you're you're proud of your kids it seems like that that's the one to go with yeah um what is your greatest fear
1: um I, I, i don't really have Yeah, I haven't really got. I read that question and I just was thinking, I don't actually know. I could be quite morbid and say, I don't really want to die too young. And I've still got a lot of life left in me and just want to enjoy. So, yeah, not.
0: Sometimes we get silly answers. And it's a thing where, like, I don't know if you know Lauren, our VP of marketing, all that well, but she likes to ask people about their greatest fear and then attempt to uh, help them get through it with. uh, (laughs) whatever so if you're scared of spiders she'll bring in a bunch of spiders and if you're scared of cockroaches she'll bring in a bunch of those so it's it's good thing it's a good decision to be afraid of something that it's like no you can't do that that would be very illegal all right if you could if you could tell first day at work mel one piece of advice what would you tell her
1: um not to be so nervous um, because obviously I, when I started point of rental, it was back working full time and i would had a lot of time off, um, working part-time. Um, and I did feel really, really nervous, but everybody made me feel really welcome. And I, yeah, I needn't have worried about that. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. What's, what's your most embarrassing moment as a pointer?
1: I'd, uh, again, I would uh, I've not really had an, an embarrassing moment as yet.
0: You you don't have fear and you don't get embarrassed?
1: No, no, not really.
0: <laughs> okay, well, it kind of ruins the whole next question. Uh, but, okay, not having an answer for your most embarrassing moment is now a capital offense. Uh, sorry about that. It's a weird international law. What is your last meal and why?
1: What would be my last meal? Yes. Um... I think my last meal would be my mum makes the best chicken soup ever, so I think I would have to have that.
0: Okay. It just any- makes
1: you feel good.
0: Good. Do <laughs> you have any sides with that soup? Because I always need a sandwich or something with the soup. But no,
1: because there's there's so much in the soup. You have okay. like lots of veg, all those vegetables, and yeah, it's just it's a real good hearty bowl of soup that if you're feeling um if you're feeling poorly if you've been ill or whatever and you have a bowl of this chicken soup it just it makes you feel really good and my mum always says and it adds it puts hairs on your chest which is a really stupid saying i don't know why
0: (laughs) yeah i think it's i think it's a lot more of a saying that you would say to boys i I don't know
1: (laughs) yeah no not girls (laughs)
0: okay Uh, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be?
1: Um that I don't waffle so much when I'm talking, I need some people go you could have told me that story in one minute, not five minutes. so yeah <laughs> thank
0: Thank you for viewing my speech, friend <laughs> um what is your spirit, spice?
1: I wasn't
0: sure what. <laughs> no, no, one, no one really is when we, when we first do it. Um, I, I know a lot of the internet will ask like, you know, what's your spirit animal or, or what basically encapsulates who you are. Uh, this is about spices though. So like, are you, you know, salt? You just go in a lot of dishes and, and you work well with them and you add a flavor that you generally like or yeah, that type of stuff. So what is your spirit spice?
1: (laughs) I'm gonna say all-purpose seasoning. (laughs) Okay. it will season everything.
0: (laughs) Okay, so just add you to everything and you'll make it better. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Uh, Tell me a secret about Point of Rental. Don't know any. You are a receptionist, you have to know some, like at least about the UK office, because, I, I've never been over there. I, I have never met most of y'all. So tell me a secret about the UK office of Point of There,
1: there weren't really any, not really got any secrets. Not, not really.
0: All right. Well, I tried to badger you at least. But I know, you know.
1: I know. I'm I'm really trying hard to sort of think were there any in reception when I was there. But no, there weren't really.
0: Okay. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> It's okay, you don't have to apologize. Uh, what's something, whether relating to our software or not, that you could teach a three to five minute class about?
1: Um, so something that's not necessarily related to.
0: Yeah, just anything that you're interested in, anything that you really f- feel like you know about. Is there anything that you could teach a class on?
1: Yeah, doing quotes. <laughs> How to work your way around Salesforce doing a quote
0: (laughs) is there anything that you'd be excited to teach a three to five minute class about
1: um yeah i think doing again sort of the process for doing a quote it's it it seems like it's quite long-winded you have to do the you know fill in this bit fill in that bit and it's it can be quite time consuming in the beginning but once you know what you're doing it's uh, somebody actually sat with me one of my colleagues um the other week and she she sat next to me and she said oh are you doing a quote or oh, can I have a look and she went oh my god I didn't realize you had so much to do in a quote um but yeah it, again it's like once you know what you're doing it's it's really quite straightforward but I quite in- I enjoyed showing her how to do it
0: so. all right I mean it sounds like you already have one uh excited audience member from the past. so good Uh, well thank you Mel uh, for chatting today and to anyone who made it the full hour or so with us I have no clock in here so I have no concept of time Uh, thank you for listening out there and we'll keep the porch light burning for you